When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Preview show. Good evening and welcome to 1874. It's time for a match preview show as Villa take on AZ Alkmaar on Thursday night. And I'm delighted to be joined by Jacob Tanswell, the Aston Villa writer for The Athletic this fine evening, having just watched Manchester United lose to FC Copenhagen on television. Jacob, how are you? Doing very well, thank you. It's been a while since I've been on it. Yeah, it has. I feel like you got a grievance with me. I felt like you were you, 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 you were saying that as if, as if no, you were no, no, not, not intentional, not, not intentional. So to be fair, been a bit lax with the the previews for the for the midweek European games, but enjoyed the last one so much. You obviously went went to Altmar. It feels a little bit like the the return leg this one, even mm. though it's you know it's part of a part of a group phase, but it's still a a game Villa probably need to win because that that group is pretty tight, Jacob. Yeah, it is. And John McGinn alluded to it earlier today in, in the press conference. I think even though Villa won comfortably on the scoreline, they did have a few issues. I think Villa were very clinical on the day. But I think in that, what we've seen from the first you know, three games is that everything seems quite tight and it seems like fine margins do decide games, even though if Villa have got discernibly the, the more quality uh, in that group. So, yeah, they need to win uh, tomorrow. It's a, it's a game they have to win purely because of the leggier teething issues. Uh, but I'm sure they will, especially at Villa Park. Yes, yeah, so were, were you at the press conference today? Good prep for me not to find this out before we get we, we came on the show. How was how was the mood in the press conference? It was good. Uh, John McGinn wasn't there too long because Unai was waiting backstage, and uh, when Unai's waiting, you kind of got to hurry up. Uh, he doesn't like to hang around for too long. So uh, yeah, John was in and out, nice and swift. But he's he's one of the more interesting, um, you know, more, one of the more frank. Uh, players that is when, when he's speaking publicly I think he's, he's very good uh, and yeah he was there for a little while and then Unai comes in uh, 25 minutes and I'm seeing him more than my family at the moment so uh, it's always good to see to see a master of football and picking his brains. Yeah did he, did he give any hints towards team selection how, how, how strong do you think Villa will go? 
it was funny actually because he doesn't really usually say much about team selection, but he actually said, actually, for once, I've got a few decisions I've still got to make. Sometimes before games, he knows his team seven days out, and then he can prepare on the tra- on the grass, uh, you know, with the team structure, building the team shape. But he said, I'm being being honest, I've, you know, I'm going to sleep probably sleeping at tonight. It's one or two uh, areas that I'm not quite sure about in terms of getting the structure of the team and the combinations in certain positions. Um, so I think it will go strong. I, I imagine there'll be three or four changes like he has done in the last couple, you know, like long lay Tillemans coming in, um, those type of players um, just on the periphery, but probably good enough to start. Quite a lot of people in the chat from what I can see. We've got Cami DZN and Cliffo players digging me out for me being out of hair and makeup and also <laughs> having some new headphones. So thank you for, for, for digging me out in, in the chat. You've got some prayers, Jacob. I'm getting dug out. Or you've got Richard Bambrick saying, great articles in The Athletic, Jacob. Refreshing to read. Consistently high-quality content on the villa. Sans all the boring football cliches. So nice to see you You're getting some love in the chat. Yeah, it's been it's been really positive. Uh, I'm, I, I just think it's because Villa are winning, but it's always a really nice No, 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 it's not. It's, it, it's not because that. Obviously, the, the guy that, that wrote about Villa before you was a bit of a clown, and it's nice to... <laughs> Nice, nice to have a proper writer in in doing doing the Villa stuff now. Just just back to the team selection. Chad Villa Forever podcast is talking about Yuri Tillemans and how he played the advanced role in the last game against Azad Alkmaar. I got to admit, I liked that because it felt like a way of getting him, him into the team. And he did kind of play as a I hate saying this a false ten. He, I think he will play somewhere. Mm. But do you think it will be that kind of same position again? I think so. I do like that. Did you coin that phrase? Have you... uh, I said it on Twitter and got a bit of criticism for it, but I didn't know how else to. I didn't oh, know how yeah, else I like to it. describe it. No, I like it. I think he, I actually like him when he, when Kamara and Douglas Lewis play at, with him because I feel like obviously right. in the last couple of weeks Emery's kind of settled in this build-up structure of Kamara in a back three in possession, and that means there's space in that double pivot with Douglas Lewis. I think in the Premier League you see John McGinn do it, and then Zaniola pushing a bit further forward. Uh, I think. In the Conference League, you probably see Tillemans dropping in. So basically, in possession, he's, he's a centre midfielder. And then out of possession, I think something that Emery's probably working on is his pressing. And I think he worked off, he worked his socks off at, in Alkmaar. Um, he, he pressed from the front. It was kind of a four-four-two, wasn't it? Um, out of mm. possession. And although he's not the most mobile or athletic, I think he's really starting to pick up the pressing triggers. And and he's a winning runner. Uh, so yeah, I like to see that, and I like hope to see that Kamara and, and Douglas play as well. Yeah, he was he was kind of interchanging with Leon Bailey in that game uh, away out. Myron yeah. Bailey had a had a sensational game. Probably can count himself unlucky not to be in the team mm. at the moment, Leon Bailey. But Greg Greg and I were talking on on, on Monday's podcast, kind of saying with the way football is now in this starters and finishers trend, football's all about trends. There's always these, these different trends going on. Bailey at the moment seems like he's a finisher in that he's done well coming off the bench, and it's almost like Emery doesn't want to change that in the Premier League. I think I'm right in saying he's played every European game so yeah. so far. So you'd expect to see him from the start of this one because this this is a chance to make a, a couple of changes. He might make more, but it's a chance to to get people starts and get people minutes. And you'd expect Bailey to be one of them. Yeah, I expect Leon Bailey to start. I think he absolutely hates being on the bench. To be honest with you, I think you speak to people around him uh, and, and you speak to him and you speak to Unai. I think if it's up to him, he definitely prefers to be a starter than a finisher. But I think it goes back to how Emery wants to build the play up. And I think he's probably settled in his, uh, his two fullbacks being the wingers in possession. You know, you see it with Luca Dean and Matty Cash. And Leon Bailey's not Zaniolo. He can't really play in that number 10 role. So if Leon Bailey is going to come in, it'd probably be at the expense 
in Premier League anyway of Matty Cash or and putting Ezra Conso to right back. Um, so I can I, I can see why he's not really started. But in these Conference League games, I think he he got the pace. He he looks like he's developing his his cutting edge, doesn't he? He's got that final yeah. final game. He can go on the outside as well. He's starting to use his right foot a little bit more. So I think he just keeps developing. And you know, if he keeps putting in these performances, eventually at some point you I think he's probably you know bringing down the neck of Zaniolo until Jacob Ramsey comes back. So interesting what you say because on the face of it, probably a year ago if you said it, I'd have thought, what's he going on about? Matty, Matty Cash and Bailey can't play. I was like, play together. I'd be like, Matty Cash is playing right back. But you're talking about for Bailey to play, concert has to play right back and it yeah. is all to do with that that build-up structure and how Villa are building up from the back. But it is interchangeable, isn't it? Because, you know, Kamara's been dropping into the back three in the, in the last few ways. That isn't something we've, we've, we've done loads of. So at some point, Emery will move, move probably away from that. But I, I get your point that to have Bailey in the team kind of because of how advanced Cash has been, they're kind of in each other's way. Mm. So it does require changes and people are asking about Carlos. Sean Guest said, does Carlos start tomorrow again? He's in the main side that started the European game. So that, that does happen. Mm. Actually, concert right back will probably be something that we say. Yeah, exactly. And you look at it, people always say like, why is Zaniola playing instead of Leon Bailey? And it's because he, he needs to make sure there's certain players that suit certain positions. And that's what he alluded to today about the combinations and getting the right structure. You know, with Kamara drops into the back three, you need two centre midfielders and that in the Premier League's been McGinn and Douglas Luiz. But then you need someone in the number 10 position and it's going to be Zaniola. Leon Bailey can't play centrally. He has no. to play on the wing. Uh, and then if he plays on the wing, like you say, where's Mike Cash going to be? So it's just all these little you know, pieces of the jigsaw you've got to fit together. So it's not just as easy as just saying, Leon Bailey, you come in for Zaniolo because it has a, such a big effect on on the structure of the team. And Emery's this holistic coach, isn't he? So he will work this out and take everything into account. Yeah, it's really, really, really fun. I do find all this stuff fascinating because I have just feel like I watch football in a completely different way now to how I ever, ever, ever used to watch it before. I think Erna Emery coming in, she'd done me a favour in my general life and my, my general work because I just feel like I watch football in a in a completely different way now and I've just realised my microphone's not plugged in so that's not a great start. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm going to plug, going to plug, going to plug that in. Microphone's in now. You might, may have even lost me. Can you still hear me? I can hear you, yeah. All good. Yep. Excellent stuff. Producer lady didn't want to pick me up on the fact that my microphone was, wasn't plugged in. There was, no, there was no complaints about my audio in the chat that I'll probably find that people are complaining now that I've actually plugged the, plugged, plugged, plugged the right thing. I've completely forgotten where I am now. Oh, I've remembered. I was going to ask you about, about Luca Dean because out of all the outfield players, probably him and McGinn feel like the two that don't ever really get a, get a, get a rest. But with Moreno being back on the bench at the, at, at the weekend, do you think there's a, a chance he might get a start or see some minutes? Because I love Moreno. I really want to see him back in competing. Because Luka Day has done well in the main, in, in, in fairness. But it would be nice to see It'd be nice to see Moreno back in getting minutes. Yeah, Emery said today that he wants Moreno to get some minutes eventually uh, or in the coming weeks. So I think just before the international break, if he can get half an hour and just about in, in this game or or the game on Sunday, I think it's perfect. And yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Moreno. Obviously, I haven't seen him in the flesh as regularly as you guys. So and he, he offers a different type of left back, doesn't he? Luca Dean, more of a touch it, cross, get the ball at the feet, cross it, where Moreno is a bit more dynamic. So I, I I would be surprised if he started, but I wouldn't be surprised if he comes on in the second half. In the previous home Conference League games, Emery said afterwards that he's had these pre-planned substitutions before games. You know, McGinn played left back, didn't he? It's uh, Most, uh, Mostar, and then got subs at half time. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he comes on the second half or or plays at half at all. 
So it was Everton. I thought that happened. It was Everton. Everton, of course, yes. Everton. Yeah, we can play left back. Sorry. Everyone praising you. Yeah. I have to pick you up on the slate. (laughs) Just. Just to just to give everyone a mic update, I whilst Jacob was talking, I hadn't changed the setting across to the mic. So now I am on 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 the right setting, and I'm being told in my ear that my audio is a lot better. It's lovely, so crisp, lovely. Yeah, really. Yeah, sorry, AVFC, the guy that fell asleep in our podcast a couple of months ago. Uh, he's put that it sounds better now. So now, now I've got Sai AVFC's approval. I feel like I can continue <laughs> with, with this show. Let's talk about Altmar a little bit then. That that a really strong home record. I thought that game would be tough. Villa made quite light work of it. We're, we're, we're pretty clinical. They'll bring a, a, a lot of fans. I imagine the town centre will be absolutely heaving to, tomorrow with, with with Altmar fans. And they will bring a, an atmosphere with them to, to, to this game. What do you, do you think it will be a similar type of game? Or do you, do you think this one will be a bit tighter? I hope Alkmaar um, bring a bit more in the opening stages of the game. Like I expected... You know, being there, I expected it to be not as loud as intimidating as Legia, but something close to it, you know, make it difficult, get in your faces. But I just thought, you know, you saw in the first couple of minutes when Emmy Martinez stood on the ball for what seemed like an hour and they weren't yeah. pressing. I just thought, it just feels a bit soft. Like the, the crowd wasn't really involved. I, I, I do think they'll come, you know, they'll, they'll be better for the, the experience in the first game. And, you know, their manager's been linked to a number of clubs in England and, and in Scotland. And he's very highly rated. Emery rates him highly as well. So I like to think that they're going to come here with a with a game plan that's going to frustrate Villa and it's up to Villa to to break them down. But you know, as I said, even when they're four not the other day, Villa, you know, Altmar still caused a few scares. It was just the fact that they were so clinical, Villa, that they managed to put the game beyond reach with with half an hour to go. Uh, so I do expect a better showing from Altmar. But and this is a game where they they have to get something from it as well because everything's so tight around there. I imagine it'll be a different type of game as well to the to, to the Mostar game that was at, at Villa Park. I found, I found the game quite amusing in in some way, just because Villa was so on top, but they just couldn't seem to to yeah. score. But I always felt that, that that they would score in that game. And obviously, Villa Park is full every week in the Premier League. It wasn't as full in the European game. Yeah. I do think this one will be a bit fuller, just because it's the nature of a of, of, of a bigger t- of a bigger team playing. But do you think Villa have kind of adapted? Villa have actually, I think Villa have adapted well. To, yeah. to the Thursday Sunday kind of thing, but you think they have now adapted to, to playing European games because it it did feel like the Hibs game. I don't really class because that's against, against yeah. British British opposition playing those first two games. But you know they lost in Poland. Yeah. They kind of toiled through the second game and just about got a got 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 a one nil. The third game against Altmar felt like a complete performance, really a clinical performance. Do you think they kind of get what what Europe's all about now in terms of the actual games themselves? Yeah, I think they got the intensity right in in Alkmaar. They they played with a bit more purpose. I think in, in the second game, it was you know it was quite passive, quite easy, uh, and they basically lowered the tempo for it. And the first game, I think, if you speak to the players and speak to Emery, they weren't prepared at all for it. From the minute they landed, it was all very rushed. Um, the preparation was rushed. Never really got to see. Uh, Poland, it was just a you know a whistle stop tour, and they weren't prepared for the atmosphere or, or the or the occasion. Uh, but I do feel that they've become quite acclimatized to it. I don't know if this is just a theory of mine, but I do feel towards the end uh, of, a, of a period before an international break, Villa don't look quite at the sharpest. They tend to like, rejuvenate up post post international break. But yeah, like you say, they've, I think they've managed to do the Thursday Sunday quite well. You know, Matty Cash, I was, I was speaking to him last week after the game at Luton, and he said he feels terrible when there's a week between games. It's what, weird, though, isn't it? Yeah, he said his legs feel heavy, and he just wants that rhythm, really. So yeah, if if... Matty Cash is the same for all the other players, and that's probably quite a good thing for Emery. 
yeah, I guess, you know, defeat to Forest. we were talking before we came on, and someone said it in the, in the chat, actually, as well, that Forest have only lost to uh, Manchester City and Liverpool yeah. this this calendar year. So it, the City ground is a, is a real tough place to go. Villa, Villa went there and lost. I don't think Villa were terrible, but just didn't really create anything and letting goals at, at bad times. Good chance to bounce back now with two home games, one in Europe and one in the Premier League, isn't it? Mm, yes, it is. I think Villa have had quite a favourable run, haven't they? And they, they've taken their chance, really. Apart from, yeah, you know, they, they've been really ruthless at home. Uh, you just feel like there's an inevitability at home now, where it's, there's such confidence in the players. There's certainly more confidence at, at home than away, which is, which obviously is usual and part of the course. But it just feels like at Villa Park, no, they're going to, you know, the team's going to score. They're going to be on top. Um, they can weather storms very well. They're very experienced now. These players. Um, and obviously on Sunday as well, it's a short turnaround. Fulham's probably the type of team that Villa will probably want. They, they're quite comfortable in blowing those teams away or, or being quite comfortable against those teams. So, yeah, if they win these next two, then Forrest just blip. Yeah. Uh, like even Wolves, it was a draw, but then they bounce back straight away and actually it looks quite good in hindsight at the point. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's a perfect opportunity and you know the fixture has been really good and they're making the most of it. Yeah, not been doing score predictions on the preview shows, but as we lost, I'll bring the score predictions back. <laughs> what, what do you think the score will be tomorrow night? I think it'll be three nil. I, I I can see Villa scoring early, and then they'll dominate the the second half, and they'll pick them. They'll pick Alkmaar on the counter uh, towards the end. Okay, I'm going to go for two one to Villa. I think Villa will go two nil up, but we just can't seem to keep a clean sheet at the moment <laughs> so to save our lives. Yeah, the, the clean sheet just won't come at all. So yeah, I'm going to go 2-1 to Aston Villa Football Club. Thank you to Jacob for joining me. That does us for this preview on the 1874 show. Really appreciate those that have joined us live in the chat, even those that have, have slagged me off for my sound, my <laughs> headphones, my hair and makeup, everything that I've been slagged off for. But thank you very much for, for joining in the chat. And thank you to those that will go on and watch the video or listen to the audio version of this show as well. Thank you very much to Lee for producing. I'll be at Villa Park tomorrow night. If you see me, come and say hello. Always enjoy having a chat and yeah there'll be a preview show for the Fulham game either on Friday or Saturday so watch out for that and we'll cover the Outmar game within that David Reid and myself I was about to say have a good rest of your, your Wednesday evening but it's, it's <laughs> half ten I imagine most people are going to bed to sleep nice and soundly and we will see you after the Alkmaar game up the villa <laughs> Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.